Good evening. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful and beautiful Sunday. I trust everybody's had a great and wonderful day today. I uh, know I got my nap in. I was very excited about that to uh, <laughs> finally uh, lay down. I tell you, it uh, uh, never fails. Uh, not before uh, you have to preach. It's easy to toss and turn, and uh, which I did. And I tell you what, every time I got home, it felt good to just sit back and uh, relax and close me eyes just for a minute. And uh, so hopefully you all got your little afternoon nap in as well. And uh, uh, Darlene Barker says good evening. Angel Dixon says good evening. So good evening, ladies. Appreciate you all watching uh, tonight. But, uh, but hey, praise God that uh, he's given us such a beautiful day, another day to serve him, another day to worship, and uh, another day to uh, dive into his word. And uh, if we can do that, that's a good day. I know, uh, hello, Kathy Jenkins. I know that uh, things are a little uh, haywire right now, and uh, it's easy to be down and discouraged. And good evening, Kimberly Mosier. And, uh, uh, but let's not, uh, let's not let the devil rob our joy. You know, God's put us on this earth for a reason, for a purpose, and let us use this for his glory. And, uh, you know, let our joy be full. Uh, you know, uh, if God is for us, who can be against us? What can man do to me? So, you know, all this worry and getting upset, hi, joy dance, uh, is, uh, uh, all this, uh, worry and getting upset with everything going on right now is, uh, not helping is not uh, helping your spiritual journey, man. We got to be the ones, you know, uh, when there's, uh, 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 I don't know, good morning, Stanton. Uh, if there's, uh, how can I put it? I'm trying to think, I'm trying to form, form your words, Matt. <laughs> when I, when I worked with special needs kids, they'd have a hard time getting the, they get in such a hurry trying to talk. He's saying, use your words, slow down, use your words. So I, so I have to do that to myself. Slow down, use your words. <laughs> Okay. You know, look at it like this, okay? Um, you know, in an emergency situation, somebody has to take, take charge. Good case in point, uh, when, in fact, when I was working for a company uh, here in the area, working, I was driving a uh, bus for these uh, special needs individuals. I'd pick them up, take them home. Uh, one afternoon, I was taking them home. I come up over a hill. There was a woman laying in the middle of the road, or somehow she misjudged the, the road, the curve, whatever. The car had flipped. She's laying in the middle of the road. I was the first one there. So imagine trying to, here you've got special needs individuals. They don't under, have a clue, understand what's going on. Trying to keep them calm as I run out there to check on this lady and, and uh, make sure she's okay. They're trying to get out of the van. I'm like, you know, stay in there. It's fine. It's okay. Just keep your seatbelts on. And then I'm telling other people, hey, you need to call 911. I pointed one person, you call 911. Another person ran over. I said, don't touch her. Don't move her. She'd have a spinal uh, uh, injury, a neck injury. You know, so I had to take charge of that situation. It wasn't fun. It wasn't easy. It was chaotic, and it was hard. As Christians, all right, we of all the people in the world that's going crazy right now, going chaotic, we are the ones who can take charge and be like, hey, I can, we have the confidence and the faith of the one who is in control. That's why our joy can be full. That's why we can stand tall. That's why we can stand strong 
begin confident in the midst of the storm because we are are on the solid rock. We are uh, are are with the one who is who is in charge of the who created everything. It's going you know, and so that's why we need to of all people when everybody else run around with their heads like a chicken with it cut off and going crazy. We of all people can stand true and be like, hey, uh, you know what? I know what's I know what's what to do and I know how to react. Let me tell you about the one who can help you. And, man, that'll, that'll definitely get us through. Good evening, Wilma Phoenix. And I saw a few others here. And uh, Darlene Barker says, keep Joe Biden in our prayers. Well, <laughs> that's true, Darlene. As hard as it is, she's right. God's Word tells us we have to pray for our leaders. It's not fun to pray for. <laughs> it's hard to get the words out, somebody like that. But we, she's right. We have to uh, uh, we have to do that. So um, it is... Uh, you know, sometimes we have to pray for people we don't like. <laughs> it's not fun to do. Well, let's look at our opening scripture this evening. We're looking at 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. So again, that's 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. So give me just a second there to turn. I know I was, I was so used to doing this from home. Like I say, it's hard to... Uh, uh, the time, uh, how much, how much time to give somebody to turn in their Bibles. And this morning I caught myself moving forward like I do here. And all of a sudden I was like, Oh, where's people? I still look around. People still, uh, uh, turning their pages and still trying to find the scripture. And, uh, uh, I had to slow down a little bit, but, uh, first Timothy three fifteen. if I delay, you may know how one ought to behave in the household of God which is the church of the living God, a pillar and a buttress of the truth. And praise God in the reading of this to our hearts, as me old Pappy always says. Now, um, I'm not going to read uh, all these uh, this this evening. Uh, this is uh, the, the um, prayer request from uh, this morning. But I think pretty much some of the main ones here, I'm trying to look uh, that we have, uh, we can read for sure. Uh, definitely be praying for uh, Murph, Mr. Roger Winters, uh, Kim Penix, Jane Kitchings, Wendy Lee, PK, and you know Wendy Lee. She's having his procedures. Ginger Hoods, waiting to hear back from some test results. So be praying for these ladies. Uh, be praying for uh, um, uh, Jerry Keller. Uh, he's been having some uh, physical. Uh, have to go to the hospital. Have some problems there. We need to be praying for him. Um, trying to think here. Uh, let's see here. Larky and Nancy. Uh, Jackie and Rhonda, Troy and Ginger, I just said Troy and Ginger, uh, Johnny and Nora, Morris and Carolyn, Larry and Donna, P.T. and Sherry, Linda and Ralph, Ron Thompson, Kathy Young, David Stennett, Joe Franklin, Pat Brown, Tracy Kent, Donnie Cutshaw, Glenn Johnson, uh, yeah, uh, Nancy, in fact, Nancy had on here this morning that they had uh, found a spot and flew it on his right lung, so they'll be praying for Glenn. I hate that. He's a good man. Uh, Martin Ledford, Jimmy Russell family, Betty Whaley, Mike Bradley, Michael Masters, Ben Street family, Judy Hale, uh, Willie Smith. Talked to him for a little bit today. He seems to be doing better and trying to get back into the gym, so praise God for that. Uh, Jesse Gray, let's see here, and uh, let's see, Verna, uh, Brian, Pauline, Unspoken. Let's see here. I think that's pretty much, I think that's pretty much it uh, on everything there. And I uh, see Todd Ferguson's watching. I know uh, Todd had been sick. I don't know. Hopefully he's get, he's on the mend of doing better. And uh, we've been praying for him as well. But let's uh, go ahead and go for the Lord in prayer this evening, if we may. Uh, dear Father, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. 
Uh, Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day that you've blessed us with. Thank you for your grace and your mercy, your love, your joy, your peace overflowing. Thank you for the forgiveness of sins. And Lord, uh, thank you for your patience with us. And uh, Lord, I just want to lift up, uh, uh, as Darlene said, we do need to pray for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, some of these people that uh, are really evil, vile people. We know that, Lord, and I pray that you will touch their hearts and minds. The only change, the only radical change can take place only through you, and we can only pray that you will touch their hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, and they will turn from their wicked ways and come to know you, Lord. And, uh, Lord, I do pray for this nation. And, Lord, I do pray for uh, these individuals we just mentioned, uh, particularly those who are battling cancer and dealing with diagnosis uh, that are uh, would be hard for anybody to have to deal with, Lord. And I do pray for Kim Penix and Wendy Lee and Ginger Hood and Roger Winters and Jane Kitchings and, and so many others, Lord Jesus. And, Lord, pray pray that you put your healing hand upon them, that you watch over and protect them and uh, bring them to full and complete health. Be with Jerry Keller and heal him, Lord Jesus. And, Lord, I pray to be with those. Seems like every time I get on Facebook, seems like somebody else is being diagnosed with COVID. And Lord, I pray to be healing upon them, protection about my family and those watching and their families. And Lord, uh, that you will uh, take away this this nasty virus. And Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Well, uh, hey there, Robert Dubray. Thanks for watching, sir. But. Uh, uh, as far as announcements go, I'm trying to sit here and think. I can't think of anything. I just, you know, of course, in the morning, I'll be doing our uh, morning devotions. I took a little hiatus uh, over Christmas uh, holiday. And, uh, uh, oh, Todd first is city's feeling much better. And thanks for everyone for the prayers. Well, good, Todd. I'm glad you're glad you're doing better. But, uh, but no, I took a little hiatus over Christmas. And uh, I know that uh, come uh, first of January, I had several people asking when they're going to start back, and that was awesome. You know, that people enjoyed them that much. They actually took the time to uh, to write and ask when they would be starting back. So that was, that was nice. I appreciate that. And, uh, but Lord, we started back this past week, and we'll be going back at uh, 6.15 every morning, Lord willing, uh, starting tomorrow. And uh, if, if I'm going to be late, uh, just keep an eye on the uh, Washington County uh, school schedule. If they're on a two-hour delay or out, then I'll most likely be about an hour, uh, hour later, uh, just so that I don't wait, get up too early and wake up, uh, Brandy and Madison. So, uh, just keep that in mind. Uh, of course, Wednesday, uh, we'll have, uh, evening service at seven. Of course, next Sunday, we'll be at the church, Lord willing, from 11 to 12, and then evening service at six here online. So, uh, that's really all the announcements I have right now. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, I just wish this virus would go to ways so we can get back to, doing uh, evangelizing, getting in the community, get out and start doing some stuff. I really uh, miss that. I really do. So, All right. Well, let's go ahead and look at our passage this evening. We'll look at 1 Peter uh, chapter 2, verses 4 through 10. So if you have your Bibles handy and, and, and able, let's go ahead and take a look at that. Again, that is uh, 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 through 10. So let me, um, hold on one second here, move this over just a hair. Get over here and bring up the slide here, and you can read along. It may be a little small for some. I don't know if you can, how well, how easy that is for you to, to see. But uh, again, First uh, Peter chapter 2, 4 through 10. As you come to him, a living, sac a living stone rejected by men, 
but in the sight of God, chosen and precious. You yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in Scripture, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So the honor is for who for you who believe, but for those who do not believe. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone, a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. But you are chosen but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. That you may be, that you may proclaim the excellencies of Him who called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Praise God for uh, the uh, that uh, good word. Praise God for that. Truly do. Uh, Mr. Lefford said he enjoyed being back at church this morning. Nothing like being there in person. You know, Mr. Lefford, I apologize to you. I um, meant to tell everybody. was glad to have you back. I saw you sitting back there, and I meant to tell everybody uh, we're so glad to have Mr. Lefford back with us. And I got sidetracked to run in my mouth and forgot. So all that you can forgive me, sir. I sincerely apologize. I really do. And I did see you there, and I meant to recognize you. I know he's been through a whole lot. That shock his heart back into rhythm. And we praise God that uh, he's still with us. So I'm sorry, Mr. Lefford. I truly am. But it was really good to good to have you there at church this morning. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, have another quick word of prayer. And then we'll dive into this, if that's okay. Identify, uh, Lord, again, we just come before you and praise your holy name. Lord, uh, lead us, guide and direct us in your word uh, this evening. Uh, Lord, help us uh, to understand uh, this good passage and help us to uh, apply it uh, to our lives. Uh, Lord, let us uh, receive it well, maybe reveal something to us that uh, we haven't noticed before. Uh, Lord, help us to grow uh, in your likeness and, and to serve you well. Lord, we thank you, we love you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, um, so we're going to look here, okay, verse uh, 4 uh, of First uh, Peter chapter 2, in case uh, uh, there's people just now tuning in, that way you know exactly what uh, uh, passage we're looking at here uh, this evening. Okay, so it says, as you come to him. Now, just uh, looking at that passage right there, as you come to him. Now, we look before, you know, we kind of look, this is kind of like a... Uh, almost a really a, a, a complete contrast uh, to what we were studying before because we come now, uh, before we're looking at uh, newborn infants. We're looking at pure spiritual milk. We're talking about, you know, tasting that of the Lord. You know, talking about kind of an infancy of Christianity. And then all of a sudden, uh, we're, we're thrown into this whole uh, area of talking about uh, being, uh, talking about uh, the living stone rejected by men, uh, you know, talking about that we are a chosen race, a royal priesthood. You know, we're seeing this this dynamic uh, that seems like you know he just went from from here to you know 150 
fifty in two point three seconds. You know, it's just like, whoa, you know, you know, what, what is going on here? But you know, we have to remember that um, who he's talking to and and what he's trying to do and how he's trying to be encouraging uh, to those uh, that he's talking to. So we see that as you come to him. So we originally come to Christ. Uh, we, we tasted of that spiritual milk. Um, those things were revealed to us uh, through Christ Jesus. And so, you know, but remember, you know, again, who he's talking to here. Uh, that we see that, uh, uh, you, know, you know, if you look over here in First Peter 1, 1, uh, it says to those who are elect exiles in the dispersion of Pontus, Galatia, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. So he's looking at those who have been exiled. You know, I know a lot of people right now are uh, are really upset uh, with what's going on, uh, and, and the fact that um, you know uh, we're seeing a direct attack on conservatives and uh, Christians alike. Uh, in fact, I was in a little bit of a debate earlier. Uh, you know, is because uh, uh, people hate what we stand for as Christians. And, uh, and I was debating earlier, uh, that, uh, you know, I, I'm, I like hats. I love hats, you know, and I get that honestly from my dad. Of course, you all know that. If anybody's ever watched online or, uh, or been in person, you, you see the hats that dad literally makes, uh, by hand, uh, that he wears. And, uh, so I, I'm in this group. Well, uh, all of a sudden, uh, they start posting all these pictures of, of homosexuals. And I was like, well, what's what's going on here, you know? And me and a lot of other people, um, of course, a lot of people were talking about were really upset. And of course, their their way of shutting uh, those down who don't agree is, you know, of course, they call you the homophobe, the bigot, the hater, and all. Well, fine, you know, that's what you know. Apparently, if name calling things you want to shut me up, then you've got another thing coming. But uh, trust me, I, I'm called enough names just for my wife alone. So you know, sticks and stones. But uh, so you know, it is. Uh, but I put on there, I said, hey, listen, you know, this is supposed to be a group for hats. I said, how does a hedonistic lifestyle choice, what, what's that? What's this perversion got to do with hats? If you want your own group, call it the rainbow hat group and have your own group. What's this got to do? Why not have this for something that people enjoy? You know, you can't watch TV. You can't look at anything without having that shoved down our throats as it is. We can't have just something on there. And, of course, this guy, he... Uh, he didn't like what I had to say uh, in regards to that, and uh, uh, and I gave him scriptural reference, and uh, he tried to uh, tell me that uh, homosexuality is not in the Bible, so that's the first time I heard that. And uh, I always love this. It's like everybody has the same uh, rule book. Uh, I said, well, I guess you you wear polyester, then you're sinning because of mixed fabrics. And I'm like, he said, you don't know your Bible. And I said, no, if you knew your Bible, you'd realize that mixed fabrics Polyester didn't exist then. It was talking about for men not to be cross-dressers is what that meant. And, uh, he, you know, he couldn't, of course, he had a hard time fighting back with that. But uh, but it's just, you know, we're seeing hatred more and more exponentially. Uh, and, you know, Dad uh, was even talking about that uh, in his sermon here uh, week four, uh, Sunday before last. And uh, talking about it, we're in an age of people who are um, calling good evil and evil good. We're seeing that. And um, and one thing that we're seeing here in Peter is the encouragement to fellow Christians. And that's what we're, you know, the, you know, not only did that apply, then, of course, 
what they were suffering and seeing and, and being exiles and being excommunicated. Uh, you know, they were uh, slaves. Uh, they were uh, imprisoned. I mean, you know, they're, what they were dealing with was exponentially far higher more than anything that we have dealt with and may ever deal with. Uh, but it doesn't change the fact that we are seeing more and more persecution of those of faith. And they want to shout us down. They think that they can, uh, uh, you know, they think if they call us names and, and uh, uh, they can uh, shut us down. But um, but we what we're looking at here is encouragement towards Christians. And as, as a pastor, that's what I want to do is being an encourager. And you've heard me tell us before to be an encourager to those uh, of the Christian faith. Now, you know, it's easy. You know, one thing I was talking about this morning was talking about character and talking about reputation and talking about integrity. And it's easy as a pastor, and I've noticed with a lot of Christians, uh, to, I don't want to say double talk, but uh, but play politician. Because, uh, you know, for example, uh, there was during the Vietnam War, there was a, uh, a soldier who... Uh, um, wrote to the president and uh and said that uh you know that he you know, what they were going through and and uh his feelings about the war and uh so the president wrote back and and said uh uh well good for you uh you know we're we're, we're here for you and and uh you know I hate the war is happening but it's something that's a necessary evil at the time and 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 you know more or less you know I I encouraged him or patted him on the head, whatever you want to do uh, uh, through that letter. Well, then he got another letter, uh, the same soldier got another letter, talking about how much uh, he hated the war and how much that uh, uh, he, we should never have the war because it's supposed to have went to somebody else. So in other words, what he was doing, he was agreeing that the war for this individual, yeah, we should be in war. He was agreeing with this other individual, we shouldn't be in war, and uh, it, patronizing both both sides, you know, kind of like a a Bill Clinton kind of thing, you know, he just, uh, you know, he, he, he tried to appease both sides. And I think we see that with a lot of pastors, we think we see that with a lot of Christians. And when it comes to Christianity, when it comes to the gospel of Jesus Christ, we have to stand on the whole word of God. We are not always going to be liked. Uh, and uh, that is the, we have to preach the truth of the gospel uh, to all those who who will listen and are willing to listen. And it's not always going to be pleasant. Why? Because we have to preach uh, and teach in a way that's going to bring about conviction of sins. It's going to bring about um, uh, a uh, uh, an understanding that there needs to be change uh, in our lives. And if all you're doing is compromising and um, and, and uh, trying to play the middle road, it's not going to work. And we've so we've got to stand true. We've got to stand strong. Uh, as Christians together. Now we're, we're getting. I'm jumping just a hair ahead on some things here, so I apologize. We're, we're going to come back to that just 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 a second. Um, but in verse four here, it said, "As you come to Him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God chosen and precious." So, you know, uh, of course, there's a couple of things going on here. Uh, of course, we're obviously talking about Jesus Christ and how He was rejected. We're also seeing Israel. Um, that uh, how they rejected God. Uh, that was one of the problems that uh, they had oftentimes was that they would uh, chase and follow after pagan practices and uh, and rejecting the things of God. Uh, and so as a result, that's why he sent his only son. All right, that's so what we see here, that living stone that was rejected by men. Now, let's look at something here. I want you to look at Matthew 21, 
42, if you may, Matthew chapter 21, verse 42. Everybody just a second to turn there. It goes right along with this, uh, this verse that we're reading here. But Matthew 21, 42, Jesus said to them, Have you never read the scriptures? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and is it, and it is marvelous in our eyes. So we see that here, again, talking about that, that cornerstone, uh, if you will. So we see that as you come to him, all right, as you come to him, reverencing to uh, verse 1 here in, uh, in chapter 2 that we've talked about that uh, the spiritual milk, talking about infancy, a living stone rejected by men in the sight of God, chosen and precious. You yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be holy priesthood. Now, we're talking about you yourselves are living stones. Now, uh, we as Christians, okay, uh, are like... Uh, are like bricks in the wall. Okay, I'm not going to sing a uh, uh, a, uh, a Pink Floyd song, all right? <laughs> Just another brick in the wall. I'm not going to do that to you. I'm not a Pink Floyd fan. My wife, she likes Pink Floyd. I told her you must have to have done hardcore drugs to like Pink Floyd. It does nothing for me whatsoever. Sorry, give me Debbie Gibson any day. So. <laughs> So you what a nerd I am, okay? So I wasn't with the cool kids that listened to Pink Floyd. Uh, so, uh, but anyway, uh, but I was a teenager when I listened to Debbie Gibson, okay? So, uh, can't believe just I, I can't believe I just admitted that. But anyway, it comes together. It takes us to form the church. We're not talking about physical building here. We're talking about those of us uh, as Christians who form the church. Good example of this. Uh, would be uh, the king in Sparta talked about how great and grand uh, the walls in Sparta were. And uh, a neighboring uh, kingdom, I guess, uh, came to visit. And uh, the king looked at the king of Sparta and said, uh, uh, where's all these grand walls uh, that you see, that you were talking about? And he pointed to his men who stood side by side, who were like, a, like literally like a brick wall who was chiseled and formed and uh and he said that is uh that is the grand wall that i'm referring to because they were all ready for action they were all standing side by side one by themselves could be easily defeated but the many uh it would uh it was hard to 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 get through such a force as they were but uh when i was when i was reading that i couldn't help but think you know of course my mind works weird okay i'm sorry i have a very weird sense of humor but I, I can only think of uh, seeing all these all these chiseled men, and then you see somebody like me, uh, you know, wearing the Sparta gear with their fat belly hanging out, eating a Twinkie. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, but uh, uh, there's always that one weak link. But, uh, uh, but you know, but it does. You know, by ourselves, uh, you know, it could be we could easily fall, we can easily stumble. But praise God, you know, that's why, you know, as, as the, as we as the church, you know, the, the family of Christ, uh, the church of God, you know, that's, that's one thing I was talking about this morning. You know, it's a wonderful thing to come into God's sanctuary and, uh, that we can have that praise. We can have that time, uh, together to come together as a family. That's why I, I feel comfortable to be able to joke uh, and to, uh, to be myself. Uh, because when I see all you people come into that church, into that sanctuary, I see you as my family. And that's the way it needs to be. You know, you, you should, that's why it's called a sanctuary. That's why we should be able to come in and just be like, 
you know, it is a place of that we just come in and just our cares and our worries should be just left at the door, and we're just there to to worship the Lord and just and just take that deep breath. And uh, and so that's what we're seeing here that we you know here we have Jesus Christ uh, that is uh, 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 the living stone rejected by man, but you yourselves like the living stones being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood to offer special sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Now, we look at that there. Okay, so not only are we the brothers and sisters of Christ Jesus uh, that uh, David Feathers talking about, he just mentioned right here, uh, we are that um, uh, those, those bricks uh, joined together. We, are that, that we should be Christians, should be a force to be reckoned with. You know, and I guess that's why I get a little frustrated with a lot of Christians, because we should be that wall. We should be that front line. We should be that line in the sand, and we should be a force to be reckoned with, so that when all these things in the world, these evil, rotten things in the world that are coming out, that they say, when they see Christians, they should be like, whoa, you know, this is no way this is going to get through, because they're not going to allow it. And I guess that's where I get frustrated. We have so many manby pamby pastors and Christians, these milk toast pastors out there who will stand for nothing. And that in Christians who will stand for nothing. Why? Because just like I was talking about earlier in this debate I was having with this individual in regards to homosexuality, they people th- those in the world they say if they they know if they name call uh, that you're a hate monger and, and that you're a bigot and you're a homophobe. That most and it's sad but true. Most Christians are like, oh oh no no, I love everybody and I'm I'm not I'm not I, and everything's good and and rosy and wonderful and you know it's just like people like it just made me just want to just start swinging you know i know i need, I need the, the christian way but, uh, but you, i mean not literally but you know what i'm saying it's just like you just want to just you know just smack upside the head that's what we're called to be you know yes we need to be loving we need to be kind but we don't compromise on sin man i don't care if it's gay or straight or whatever we don't compromise on sin and uh uh and uh, that's one thing I was telling that individual. He said, you should be accepting, you should be loving. And I said, why should I be accepting and loving of sin? He couldn't answer that. I mean, really. I mean, I don't care at, at what, uh, uh, Jerry Keller, you're watching. I hope you know. And if you're just now turning in, Jerry, we just got done praying for you just so that you know. But uh, why should we compromise uh, our principles uh, and, and embrace sin? That makes zero sense at all. Uh, you know, that's why we need to be, uh, this, 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 this stone. We need to be that wall, that front line of saying, uh, no, uh, we're going to keep in place morality, truth, integrity. We're going to uh, put in place the things of God, the things that are holy. We're not, you know, we're standing true. We're hit. This is the wall. No more, no further. This is, uh, and we're drawing the line of the sand. We're going to uphold godly principles. If, if nothing else, for our children and their children's children, that's what we need to uh, 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 to be uh, 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 doing as Christians. But so many cowtail and run like little cowards and want to be act like the rest of the world just so they can appease man, get that affirmation from other people. And I'm telling you what, that ain't going to help you on Judgment Day. And I'm just telling you, know, that's the truth, you know. And, uh, and I think some people have got some weird theology, some weird beliefs, some weird ways of looking at things. 
And because uh, I do, I scratch some of the stuff I see people put online, I scratch my head and I'm thinking, what in the world? You know, I, I don't say anything because I don't want to, you know, I'm not the God squad. I'm not there to, to be everybody's uh, daddy and, and, and uh, so, you know, uh, and make people feel bad for what they're doing. But at, you know, at the same time, I'm just sitting there thinking, good gosh, unless something's just really heretical, uh, then I may say something. But uh, I just shake my head and disbelieve a lot of times but anyway so but um uh but to, okay to offer so we read here at verse five for you yourselves are like a living stones are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood now remember uh to be a holy priesthood what what did the priest do okay uh when you look at that holy priesthood uh you look at um uh, those who uh, made sacrifices on behalf of other people for their sins uh there they stood uh, uh, and um, uh, on behalf of the people before God, uh, you know, look at all this. Now, obviously, we're not going to be offering uh, living sacrifices. Uh, if you are, uh, they're probably going to lock you up, and they should. Okay, <laughs> you know, if, if you're out there uh, uh, doing stuff like that, uh, uh, that's not good. Uh, and uh, one, there's no need for that, and two, you'd be psychotic. But <laughs> so, so obviously, you're not going to do that anymore. But uh, but what we can do is point people to Jesus Christ. We can show people God. We can show people the way. We can show people who Jesus is. And we are like that royal priesthood uh, that, you know, there's so many people out there that uh, um, who are uh, uh, struggling. You know, they, they've had bad experiences with the church or they've had no experience with the church. And uh, all they've seen, uh, and particularly in the social media age, all they've ever seen is angry Christians. And I think that's what a lot of our younger people think, that all Christians are angry, uh, hate-filled, and uh, that's why they want nothing to do with it. You know, what, what aspect is that is, is something that is going to draw them to the Lord? And that was one of my encouragements uh, this morning, to be careful what you post, you know, you want that good reputation with Christians and non-Christians alike, not compromising. You know, no, no, I'm always saying to compromise um, our, our principles and who we are as Christians with the world in order to do that. We gain a good reputation by standing true to who we are in our convictions in Christ Jesus. And that's something that we need to definitely do is to... Uh, uh, to, to demonstrate that, uh, to demonstrate that love and to have that loving attitude. You know, I know that social media is a very difficult place to convey how you're really feeling because there are a lot of people out there that, like me, I have a weird sense of humor. And so a lot of times I top stuff and I've had, you know, and I'm sitting there laughing and also somebody comes back chewing me out and I was like, well, I don't understand. <laughs> you know, I was just kidding. And you know, they're, they're flipping out on me. You're supposed to be a pastor. You shouldn't be saying this kind of stuff. And I'm like, whoa, 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 what happened here? You know, I don't know what's going on. Uh, you know, and uh, a lot of times you can be typing something innocent and people take it the wrong way and think you're, you're angry. And I've made that mistake too. I've had to ask somebody the other day, I said, is there a problem? So I said, like every time I put something on, on social media, you got something negative to say and, they're like, oh, no, no, I was just talking. I was like, oh, well, I'm, my bad. I'm sorry, you know. But um, but that's, you know, we need to, as as that royal priesthood, we need to make sure that we're showing people Jesus. We're demonstrating Christ uh, in every way possible, uh, in, in thought, word, deed, or action. We're, we're, we're showing people the way. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand that we are indeed in the last days. 
I mean, there, there is no way around it. We are in the last days, people. Okay, and we've got to work even harder to tr demonstrate a godly attitude, to demonstrate Jesus, to point people the way to Jesus Christ. And, it, hey, they're going to have people that's going to laugh, they're going to scoff, they're going to uh, make fun, have at it. Guess what? They did the same thing to Noah. They laughed and scoffed and made fun of him, and he was trying to warn them. He was trying to explain to them what was going to happen, the future judgment that was about to transpire. What did they do? They mocked him and made fun of him. Even today, we have people trying to say that Noah didn't even exist. That's all a fairy tale and a lie. And uh, it's crazy. Uh, even uh, uh, hedonistic tribes around the world, ungodly tribes, have described a great flood that flooded this, this country. Uh, or this country, this world. Uh, and uh <laughs> made me think, was it, I don't know what I was watching. Some guy, he was really stupid. He said, I can't wait to go to the country of, of Montana. But... <laughs> But, uh, uh, but, you know, it flooded the world. But it is, uh, and when the floods came, uh, God, remember that's a wonderful thing, that God shut the door, okay, to the ark. He shut the door. And then when people were panicking, it was too late. Actually, I had a guy message me today, and he said, will there be people left after the rapture? I said, oh, yeah. Those who have denied Jesus Christ, those who have not accepted Jesus Christ as personal Lord and Savior, they're going to be left here. When we're raptured out as Christians, those who are unsaved will be left here on their own. Can you imagine the agony of, be, of, the, of being here and those that were saved raptured out and you're sitting here? Man, golly, that'd be a horrible thing, people. That would be a horrible thing. So, yeah, people want to make fun. They're going to scoff. They're going to say, uh, just like today, my the debate I have with this individual, he said, well, uh, the Bible's been rewritten by man, and, and it's not trustworthy and reliable. I thought, boy, that's first time I've heard that one today. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know, the Bible's the same as it always has. Uh, it's been proven time and again that nothing has been changed in, in God's Word. And uh, it takes a special kind of stupid to think otherwise. I'll just be honest with you. But um, uh, so we see here, okay, so we're talking about uh, that holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices. Okay, so now you may be thinking, uh, what are those uh, uh, spiritual sacrifices? What, what, is it, what is it that we can offer uh, to Jesus Christ? What is it that we can offer uh, to God? Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to think. Um, I'll think here what verses would be good. Um, Hold on here. Uh, okay, let's see here. We back back up here. I was trying to look for it, trying to make sure I was on the right spot here. Uh, if you want to just really glance back up to First Peter chapter two, uh, looking at verse one. Now, what can we offer? Now you have people like in the Philippians who could uh, offer their money. Uh, you know, you had uh, uh, people in Ephesians. They could offer up. Uh, what was it they had? Um, uh, Blake. Um, the crops or something. I can't remember now. Was it the Ephesians? But anyway, uh, but here's what we can do, okay? Look at verse 2. You know, we're talking about malice, okay? Instead of malice, we can show kindness towards other people. See, what God is wanting is of ourselves, spiritually. We can show malice. So it's easy to be, to show that malice. It's easy to show deceit. Instead of deceit, we can show trustworthiness. We can show that truth. Uh, to those around us. So instead of having malice intent uh, towards other people, which, you know, I, I think comes... 
<laughs> that's my wife. She's not getting home. She went on a trip with her parents to uh, Pigeon Forge. So that's my, my, we have an alarm that every time somebody comes to the end of our doors of the house, it, it notifies us. So apologize for that. But anyway, um, you know, it's easy to have uh, ill intent towards somebody we don't like. I don't know about you. It comes easy for me. I, I, I hate it. Uh, that it does, you know, uh, I, you know, um, it's so that I have to really battle. I can be a real jerk. I mean, I'll be honest. If you tick me off, if you make me mad, it, the easy thing for me to do is to show malice, is to show that kind of attitude, and that's something the Lord has really worked with me on uh, throughout the years. Am I perfect? No, but when my first inclination is is to 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 shut them off or shut them out. Uh, and have nothing to do with them anymore, God's saying, you need to have forgiveness, you need to let it go, and you've got to move forward. Is that easy to do? No, that's not easy for me to do. It might be for some people. I envy people who can, who are easygoing, and they let stuff roll off their back like water on a duck's back. I wish I could be like those individuals, but I have. To, that's an area I have to work on personally. So when somebody's being really nasty to me, that's when I, I've just really had to learn, and I think I saw that comes with age. I honestly do. You know, uh, you know, uh, uh, when you're younger, it's easier to be more hot-headed, more quick-tempered, more easily to retaliate. I think with age, you 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 start gaining a little bit of the wisdom to think a little bit before you act. Still, yet my mouth runs faster than I think sometimes, and sometimes I'm running my mouth, and I'm out. It's almost like an out-of-body experience. My mouth is running, and I'm out here going. What is wrong with you? Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> and I'm like, ah. so, but uh, so when somebody upsets us, uh, you know, and it's that, that easy inclination, let's show kindness. All right, we're showing, giving that offering up to God instead of showing deceit. Let us show honesty. It's easy to be deceitful. It's easy to uh, to say, well, it's just a little white lie. It doesn't matter. A lie is a lie. There's no little. About it, there's no white or darkness about it. It is a lie. Is a lie. It is wrong. Now uh, you don't have to say everything you know. All right. If uh, if say you know I was talking about hats earlier. I love to buy hats. I love to buy shoes. All right. A girl's got to have her shoes. So it's uh, uh, I've had this even last night. I was looking at boots. I wanted a new pair of boots. I still have some Christmas money I have yet to spend. And I was thinking, I want a new pair of boots. Well, she says, well, you've got a closet full of shoes and boots. You don't need any more boots. Well, that may be true. But if I slip around and buy those boots and don't say nothing for a good long time, and then she confronts me and says, are those new? Then I can say, well, I've, I've, they've been sitting in my closet for a while. That is not a lie, <laughs> all right? And I don't have to get hollered at. She may say, oh, I don't remember those. I'm, well, I can't help that. <laughs> See, that's how I get around <laughs> not being, de- maybe maybe that uh, is a borderline of deceit, okay? <laughs> but uh, but we must show that truthfulness, okay? And, and not instead of uh, being I get it in a second. And instead of being showing hypocrisy, all right, just being up front and being uh, true to yourself, you know, and instead of envious, you know, uh, uh, actually um, be happy for other people. You see, that's how we're seeing this uh, uh, in here, this, uh, this, this to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable through to God, through Christ Jesus. I think he's given these very examples 
right above that, that uh, what we're seeing in the malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander to do just the opposite of those very things, offering those things to Jesus Christ, the things that may be hard, the things that are difficult, uh, and to, to support other people, to show that kindness, to show that love, uh, to, to not slander those around them, you know, uh, but to uplift them. Uh, you know, that's one thing that God's Word tells us time and again is to, uh, uh, to, to esteem others better than ourselves. And that's, that's not an easy thing to do. Why? Because we're inherently selfish people. We are prideful people. We are self-centered people. It makes it hard for us to esteem others better than ourselves. And I'll be honest with you, and I know this may sting a little bit, and this may fly in the face of uh, those who are watching this evening. I don't I don't see any everybody I see on here, I see uh, at church uh, wearing a mask. I, I don't see anybody that's watching this evening that doesn't. Okay, so it should be good. But I'll be honest with you, I think it borders on a little bit of selfishness by not wearing your mask. You may think that this whole COVID thing is a crock, a bull, and uh, and that is this uh, uh, just a governmental conspiracy to rule and control. That's fine. All right, that, believe that all you want, and you may be right as rain. But the fact that you can't deny that there are people literally dying for that. I spoke to a nurse at the VA. I, you know, I, I make these flags and such, and I talked to a nurse at the VA, and she said, I wish people would take this seriously. Uh, she said, uh, I wish people would come here at the VA and see these people who are dying and suffering from this virus. Okay? And uh, so we know the virus is real. So even if you don't believe in it, esteeming others better than yourself. Maybe that's an offering a sacrifice to the Lord right there, saying, you know what, I'm putting these people's uh, interest above my own. Even though I might not buy into it, hey, if this will make somebody else feel better uh, and, and do something that might possibly prevent something lethal, then this is what I need to do. And and I will, uh, uh, and that's what bothers me. You know, that's why I don't, you know, because of all my health issues, I, I don't leave the house that much. I'm, I mean, I'm pretty much quarantined here at the house. I don't uh, don't get out a whole lot uh, because if I get it with all my breathing issues, I'm I'm probably probably a dead man. I'll be honest with you, and that's why I'm trying to hurry up and get this this um, uh, this shot. But when I do go out, what little bit I do, just get some supplies and such, to see the amount of people who are not wearing masks. No wonder. I mean, no wonder Tennessee is the worst in the in the world. Do you understand that? Not just in the nation, not in the Northeast, in the world is is the worst for COVID. And it's no wonder people around here are trying to, they, they think that they're flying a train on me flag and being defiant by not wearing a mask. And it's just, it, and it's just making matters worse. I'm sorry to mean to get on that, but uh, it's just, uh, and I'm not looking, I'm not looking down on anti-mask. I'm not, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm just trying to talk about the point here that whether it's the mask or whatever it may be, that we are esteeming others better than ourselves, that we're demonstrating, hey, look, I'm trying to show a spirit of love, and I'm trying to demonstrate and do something that I think will benefit somebody else, then that's what I need to do. That's all I'm saying. And if you agree, great. If you don't, that's fine. I mean, that's your prerogative. You may say, well, I, he's a jerk. I ain't listening to him anymore. What he says is a bunch of bull. Well, that's fine. All right, we can agree to disagree and go on. In fact, I have people on my social media who are extreme uh, liberals, leftist liberals, and uh, sometimes they put stuff on there. Shoo, man, I, it's all I can do to just man not respond back. In fact, they don't know how many times I have responded and deleted it before I hit submit. But I still 
uh, in fact, a couple of them were commenting on something I put on her yesterday, and they were very nice. I was cordial to them. You know, I know where they stand. They know where I stand. And uh, we can be friends and still disagree. Well, I think it's the same thing with the whole uh, mask situation, that we can uh, still be friends and agree and disagree on uh, uh, the whole issue uh, of mask wearing. But uh, but I think in the church setting, that's uh, something that a lot of people really need to pray about. But uh, to offer special sacrifice is acceptable to God through Jesus Christ for a stance in Scripture. Okay, now let's look. at We've got three different um, areas uh, where uh, Peter is talking about uh, from the Old Testament. Okay, first section. In fact, if you want to literally draw uh, a line out, we can look at um, verse 6. It says, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So you can put literally a circle around that. So if you, okay, so I keep, with my notes and stuff, I keep different colored pencils, or pens rather, because uh, if you just use one color, it all kind of blends together, but certain things stand out, and that's what I do. I, I, I write my Bible, I circle things, and that way I know how to reference back to that. All right, so then. That is an actual direct reference to Isaiah 28:16. Okay, so we're all right. This first little section here, we're looking at um, in, in verse six. Let's look at Isaiah 28:16. All right, let's get over here to Isaiah 28:16. Okay. It says, therefore, thus says the Lord God, behold, I am the one who has laid as a foundation in Zion a stone, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone of sure foundation. Whoever believes will not be in haste. Okay, so he appears directly uh, uh, looking at uh, uh, referencing Isaiah 28, uh, 16. This is a reference. Um, the reference here is talking about Israel. And uh, his, his, you know, talking about God's unfailing relationship with his people is what it's referring to here, okay? So, and, and also uh, talking about the coming Messiah, Jesus Christ. Uh, all right, now we've looked at verse 6, all right? So we, we, if you can, if you have a pen to, to circle 6, put out from it, Isaiah twenty-eight sixteen. Now we're looking at verse 7. Let's go ahead and circle it. So the, wor- so the honor for you who believe but for those who do not believe, the stone that the builder rejected has become the cornerstone. All right. That is um, uh, a reference to Psalm 118.22. So if you circled it, come out from it, Psalm 118.22. So let's take a look at that right quickly here. What my dog's barking at out there, but apparently it's bothering them. All right, so 118.22, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Okay, so we see that reference there. Uh, in fact, um, this is also a reference to Matthew 21.42, talking about the wicked tenants. So if you want to look at, let's get over here. Um, I'm sorry, not 21.42. Um, let's see, hold on here. Let me just hold on. We just read Matthew twenty one forty two. Hold on, let's mark. Hold on here. Uh, no, let's see here. Hold on here. 
Um, I think I wrote down the wrong passage. I think I think of Matthew twenty one forty two, and I hit. Uh, um, but I wrote down the wrong thing here. Hold on one second here. Let's see here. Hold on. Yeah, Matthew twenty one thirty three through forty six. Okay, so I I was right in part, but I actually wrote down the same thing we wrote earlier, Matthew twenty one forty two. But as a part of that, in Matthew uh, twenty one, uh, 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 what did I just say? Thirty three through forty six. Got here in a second. So you know, here are the uh, the wicked tenants, uh, the owner. Uh, sent uh, a servant there to to tell them. Uh, well, let's let's go ahead and look at this. Let me just try to paraphrase. Let's go ahead and look at it real quick. Let's man look at Matthew twenty one. Hold on here, make more sense just to read it, don't it? But uh, let's see here. Yeah, here we go. All right, Matthew twenty one thirty three says here another parable. There was a master of a house who planted a vineyard and put a fence around it and dug a wine press in it and built a tower. And leased it to his servants, to the tenants, to get his fruit. And the tenants took his servants and beat one, killed another, and stoned another. Again, he sent other servants more than the first, and they did the same to them. Finally, he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and have his inheritance. And they took him and threw him in the vineyard and killed him. When therefore the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? Then they said to him, He will put those riches to a miserable death, and let out the vineyard of two other tenants, who give him the first, give him the fruits, of. I can't read today. Fruits in their seasons. Jesus said to them, Have you never read the scripture? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it's marvelous in our eyes. So, uh, so we see that here that. Um, uh, that Israel uh, was the head cornerstone. We're looking at this. This passage is a direct reference to Jesus Christ. Those who rejected the things of God, and then he, God had to send his only son, Jesus Christ, to who they crucified and killed. Of course, we know he rose again on the third day. So we see this, this parable in direct reference to God's interaction with his people and to that direct uh, uh, him sending of his own son uh, to, uh, to point the way who him himself was killed for our sake. And so we see that's that reference there. Now, we can also look over here at uh, verse 8. So if you kind of want to circle verse 8, that is a um, uh, uh, um, direct reference to uh, Isaiah 8.14. So if you want to look at Isaiah 8.14, you know, back over here to Isaiah chapter 8. Whoops, went too far. Ecclesiastes, we're on Isaiah 8, 14. Okay, and it says, and he, hold on here, I can't half see what I'm doing here. Uh, and he will become a sanctuary and a stone of offense and a rock of a stumbling to both houses of Israel, a trap and a snare and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Okay, so we see here, okay, verse 6, 7, and 8, we can circle stone in each one. So it's almost as if Peter went through there and he was referencing those things in regards to the, the stone, 
and it's those things that are referencing back to Jesus Christ. Of course, you have to remember as well that uh, the New Testament wasn't written then. All we had for reference at that point in time was the Old Testament. And so we see that in verse 6, referencing Isaiah 28, 16. We see that in verse 7, referencing Psalm 118, 22. And also uh, we look at the same thing in uh, in the New Testament in Matthew uh, in 21, 33 through 46 uh, in regards to Jesus Christ. And then we see verse 8 in reference to Isaiah uh, 8, 14. And um, uh, so they, uh, uh, again, we understand that that referred directly, applying back that to uh, to that of Jesus, and so you know you know it's very you know again he's trying to offer encouragement uh, to fellow Christians here. They stumble as we see here, verse eight, uh, stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. Okay, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for His own possession that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. So we can see in, um, in looking at this and talking about the possession that you may proclaim. We see we're talking about uh, uh, the word in uh, chapter 3, uh, verse 15. Uh, let me get over here. But in their hearts honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks for you the reason for the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. We see here, that's what we're talking about in this, this reference to proclaim, talking about good deeds. We see right here in, in chapter 2, verse 12, keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day uh, of visitation. So again, instructing us as Christians, uh, here they were being persecuted in ways we couldn't possibly imagine. We were being persecuted today. We were trying to be silenced by um, uh, these these the social media. In fact, I'm just it's just a matter of time they're going to shut us down uh, to be able to minister and witness right here on Facebook. They're not going. They don't like what we have to say. It's not a surprise we're able to do this as long as we have. But um, we are to, uh, uh, again, keep our conduct among Gentiles honorable. All right? Speak uh, so that we speak as evil doers. They may see your good deeds. Okay? And that's exactly what we're doing. We see it here in um, uh, verse 15, that to be prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for the hope, for the reason that is in you, okay, uh, that uh, with gentleness and respect. So be sure that you're able to give that defense, that you're able to defend God's word. You know, that's why it's imperative that we study and understand God's word. There's so many people out there who use that circular reasoning of, well, why do we believe this? Well, because the Bible says that. Why does the Bible say that? Well, because that's, that's just what it is. You know, they're not, you're, you can't give real answers. That's not a good thing. You need to be studying to show yourself approved and be ready to give that type of defense. Um, let's look at uh, Isaiah 43, 20 through 21 real quick. I know we've been a lot in Isaiah tonight. But let's look at Isaiah 43. Get over here. Uh, not Matthew. Let's see here. Isaiah 43, 20 through 21 says, The wild beasts will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches, for I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, to give drink to my chosen people, the people whom I formed for myself, reference to God, that might declare my praise. Okay, so we see that there. Uh, we're talking about. Um, uh, proclaim the excellencies. We're talking about a holy nation, a people of its own possession. 
Okay. Uh, let's look at 60, verse 21 real quick. Get over here. guess I should have had these marked, but I didn't, so. 60, 21. Oh, yeah, 21. Here we go. Your people shall be righteous. They shall possess the land forever, the branch of my planting, the work of my hands, that I might be glorified. And uh, so if you get a chance, you go back and look at Jeremiah thirteen eleven, Ephesians 1, 4 through 6. In fact, let's go ahead and look at Ephesians real quick. 1, 4 through 6. We wouldn't hurt to look at that real quick. 1, uh, 4 through 6 says, Even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, that which he has blessed uh, us in the beloved. So, we are a chosen race. We are a royal priesthood. We are a holy nation. Again, that's why we referenced Isaiah 43, 60, Jeremiah 13, Ephesians 1. We're a possession that you may be proclaimed, that we proclaim the excellencies of God. That's why we read in uh, uh, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15 and 2, 12, that we proclaim those great things, that we are, we are presenting those honorable things before God. That uh, that once who called out of darkness into marvelous light, you know we were once in darkness. We were once uh, uh, headed for you know we were everyone else headed for hell. We were once in in the the darkness, uh, the, the 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 sewage of the world. But God pulled us out of that, and uh, and our eyes were illuminated. And that's why it's important for us to tell others about that illumination, point others towards the light. You know, I, I think in East Tennessee, we live in one of the most beautiful countries in the world. And I think that I know right here at our home, we have, so I've been sitting out here, it's springtime, the sun's out, things are blooming, it looks beautiful. In the fall, we have the most beautiful leaves that just right here, I can sit here and, and the sun will be shining and be wonderful. And, and, uh, and, and look at this beauty. But if I don't tell other people about that, you know, the, the other people may never think twice about it. But if I'm out there saying, hey, man, look at how pretty this is, post it on Facebook. Oh, wow, that's pretty. Uh, so I know there for a while in the fall, a lot of people were posting pictures of the sunset, beautiful pictures of people putting out there. Let's proclaim the wonders and the glory of Jesus Christ. Not only that, so it goes all the way back to what we're talking about, that Jesus Christ himself, okay, we're looking at this. He was a living stone rejected by men in the sight of God, a chosen or precious. But you yourselves are living stones. We are living stones because he was the living stone. We must proclaim the glories of God. We must express that to all those who will listen. We will be rejected. We will be spit on. We will despise us for his name's sake. But we must live a life that is glorifying to him. We must proclaim the gospel to all those who will listen. Let us pray. Therefore, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for this study this evening. Uh, Lord, help us uh, to live a life that is uh, a living sacrifice to you, that we're showing and demonstrating a Christ-like attitude, and that we're being a witness, and we're pointing those in the world, the unchurched, uh, the uh, the unsaved, and we're pointing them to you, pointing them to the light. And Lord, if anyone watching this evening that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer, dear God. Forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you, we love you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 
Appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this evening. A lot of good comments. Sorry I didn't have time to, to read them all, but uh, appreciate the interaction and everybody watching this evening. I hope everybody has a great day, a blessed day, a fantabulous day. And I uh, hope that your week goes well and uh, just keep your eyes on the prize. Keep your eyes on the Lord. And uh, well, Lord willing, we'll meet again on Wednesday at 7. Thanks for watching. God bless.